Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. It's the afternoon show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We are live at Chickies and Pete's. Buy one, get one free snow crab legs every Tuesday and Wednesday for a limited time. Find a location near you online, chickiesandpeets.com. Ike, Sixers crowd, eh, sort of trickling in. I mean, we got an Evan Mobley jersey here right in front of us. We got, you know, a cat. Totally out of control. Yeah, well, what do you know about Evan Mobley? <laughs> yeah, seriously, we don't know anything about yeah, Evan Mobley. <laughs> Cavs in town tonight. By the way, I'm officially in the camp. I want the Sixers to get the seventh seed, play in the play-in, and play the Cavs in the second round. They smoked the Cavs with a uh, with a healthy Joel Embiid. So uh, avoid the Bucks. You know, the Bucks, the Bucks <laughs> to the three seed. By the way, Bucks coming to town. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, uh, the Doc, Doc will be in town Sunday. What kind of uh, reaction do you think he's going to get? <laughs> This the game spike should have been ringing the bell. At. I know um, Sunday's game. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. I think a pretty legendary boat. You know, yeah, I, I would imagine. Like Ben got it a couple of years ago, but he didn't play. Right. We haven't had like a like Carson ever played here. Nope. Like we haven't had a good villain, I guess, coming back here in and in, <laughs> in a while. Um, so Doc comes back on Sunday. Pat Bev, who uh, is like a chameleon. He yeah. Whatever. I he, think most of the booze will be for Doc. I agree. I don't think Pat yeah. Bev gets booed. Yeah. Um, I think he'll get a pretty good reaction from people. Mm-hmm. I think people will be in. Um, but I would be booing because I don't appreciate the shots in Philadelphia <laughs> uh, since leaving. I thought, I thought he's one of us. <laughs> he was only here for the yeah, half well, the season. Listen. Yeah, well, I felt hard. I, I felt hard. I made him untouchable <laughs> right. at the trade. I was heartbroken. We were in the meeting together. I know. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you were like, man. And we they traded Pat Bev. Been I mean, waiting to get Pat Bev here for years. You can flush the, th- the title hopes down the drain. <laughs> I mean, when Pat Bev was gone. So, Cavs are only four and a half point favorites tonight in Philadelphia, which is shocking, um, given what we <laughs> saw last night. Uh, we'll get back to the phone calls and again the AJ Brown interview at five thirty. But uh, the, the some would say the star of the AJ Brown interview might not have happened. Buzz, how close were you to just hanging up and saying you're not really AJ Brown? Relatively close. I didn't think it was him. Jeez, man. <laughs> Do you realize what you could have done? I mean, you could have screwed this whole thing up, buddy. But I didn't. I know. Imagine you, yeah, whatever. Good job, Buzz. Thank but, you. But, hey, would you rather me grill him or not? It's a tense situation. Yes, I think you did the right thing, Buzz. Now, what do you think his reaction was when he saw your face on the FaceTime? Yeah, he didn't look too pleased. <laughs> it was not the same like, reaction he gave Jalen. It's like, he... who, who is this dorky radio producer <laughs> yeah, trying, trying to grill me? Imagine you're A.J. Brown, and there's Buzz. On the other end of the FaceTime, yeah. man. That's, that's good stuff. It's good journalism out of you. All right, let's get to what we do every day around this time, and that is the Top 5 5 today with Buzz.
Pretty cool on-court moment last night by a WIP personality. Spike ringing the bell, long overdue, writes to Ricky Sanchez. You guys were there, obviously. They got me thinking about the top five on-court or on-field moments by WIP personalities, because there's been a lot of great ones. There's been Ooh, a lot wow. of great That's ones. That's a big one. Wow. A lot of great ones over the year, and I just want to get it out of the way. Sp like Ike and Hugh being honored as Eagles alumni, that's by far the best. I'm eliminating that from the list. Thank you. You know, that, that's not going to rank. <laughs> Frankly, it's a little above some of these entries I have here. <laughs> yes. Number five, uh, we go back to, you know, the, the Angelo Cataldi retirement tour. His first pitch, and more so I'm picturing him before and after, like, you know, it was a hot Sunday afternoon. Like, Cindy, it's 100 degrees out here. Or him turning and being like, I, I got to get in the suite. Angelo's first pitch comes in at number five. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, I didn't. Was it bad? Was it a bad pitch? Yeah, I mean, look. I don't know. Just, it was a pretty good pitch. It's just like, I guess I'm overly overly critical of first pitches. Mm -hmm. um, I thought, you know, the whole front was wide open, like opening up like a, like a door. You know, and left, left it wasn't good mechanics. Line. No, oh. with the, the mechanics. Oh, you didn't like not, the mechanics. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Didn't really scream <laughs> big-time athlete. Yeah, I, okay. Were you really expecting that? No. No, I was not. It was a fine, it was a fine first pitch. Yeah. Uh, but it, he definitely was, didn't inspire like this guy's played. Did he bounce it up there? No, I think he threw no, it. No, he got it, it over okay. in the air, yeah. Yeah, okay. a little, little okay. lollipop. Okay. Little, little he didn't go out to the mound, I don't think, but no, he got no it over. One, no one's allowed on the mound. All right, what's, uh, what's next? Number four is uh, Joe DeCamera pulling his groin, running at a ground ball at fantasy uh, camp. Yeah. Couldn't even sure. make it the 90 feet. And, and this guy's always injured. The guy's Legendary. injured more than anyone. I think he's still dealing with it, too. I don't yeah, think it's like a five-year groin injury. Yeah, it's, it's the, it's the longest-lingering <laughs> groin injury in Philadelphia sports. I mean, they do say it takes no, a while. No, it's sports history. Sports about history. Philadelphia sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the funny part about that is that it's not like he's moving fast. Like sometimes when you when you right. pull your groin, it's not like he was flying down first base. Right, like Roman Quinn pulling a pulling a groin because he's literally too fast for his body, I believe. Right, like that I can. But the camera is barely moving at anything faster than a walking pace. That's when the pulling of the groin becomes pretty embarrassing. Yes. What's next? Yes. Number three. Speaking of first pitches, Jack, it's your first pitch out in Reading, throwing only ah. seventy nine miles an hour, and then you have the run as broccoli. That's pretty good. 79, 79 Yeah, but you needed to throw 82. Uh, oh. No, the, the bet was 80. Sorry, 80. 80. But uh, you still, but you still. One tick. I did miss it by one tick. It was, it was heartbreaking. Um, I will say, I barely picked up a baseball in about, at that point, it was 2018. 2018. Um, I hadn't really picked up a baseball in four years. And still. Yeah, it's not that far. Dude, it's pretty, I pretty much had 80 in my back pocket even four <laughs> years later. Golf and baseball. I always got 80 right around the corner, man. That's. Hey, I like that. <laughs> what about that damn broccoli race? I got smoked in the broccoli <laughs> race. Yeah. Well, the the, 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 the broccoli race, they, they set you up for failure. It's, it has the longest stem. Yeah. So it's, so you're trying to move your legs, and I'm moving like a – They put you in the broccoli. It's hard for you to do, run. Do we right. think the Redding Fight and Phil's mascot race is meant for fairness? Is that well, really the point of that? I think they sabotaged me. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, they you think to they, make me. They really set you up there on well, purpose? Well, also, I didn't, have, I didn't have cleats on. Uh, no, I actually, you could have brought cleats. <laughs> no, I am actually lying. I did have cleats on. No, that's even worse. I didn't have cleats on for the for the the thing against the camera down in uh, at Citizens Bank Park, which is the only reason why I left the game because I couldn't have didn't have my footing. Everyone, oh, everyone, oh, okay, okay. everyone, everyone that's pitched at a high level it's knows what I'm talking about. Excuses, man. 
I would never. I would never. I would never. What's next? Uh, number two is Joe Giglio's air ball. Got to come close. Dude, how is that not number one? Nowhere man. close to the backboard. Holy hell. He set WIP back 20 years with that. I mean, he really did. That was terrible. Footage and all. It was like, I it, mean, literally, like, he, he, it couldn't have been worse if he was playing in the Windy City in Chicago and shot on shot a bad And the ball. shooting form. It's like he couldn't reach. I have never seen... Besides the, the Anthony Melton in Game 7 against the Celtics, I have never seen a basketball move like a slider. Because You really had a grip on it, yeah. Dude, it, it was spinning. Like a, like yeah. He was like trying to put spin on it. That was bad. That that was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, it, and the fact he had a long sleeve shirt on. Oh, I know. Under a T-shirt. Yeah. He doesn't inspire, again. Yeah. Droopy socks or, or, or um, the, the ankle cut socks. Right. Right, like the the it looked like a runaround track shoes instead of basketball shoes. The socks that are a little bit above the ankles yeah. is, is a tough look. I'll say this. I'll say this. Yes, Gilio does not inspire confidence in athletic feats. The camera <laughs> does not inspire confidence. At, who, who inspires more between those two? Uh, the camera. No, definitely the camera. Definitely the. You think he's a better athlete than Joe G? I think G? he's a better athlete than Joe G. And I don't care about running. Running doesn't mean you're athletic. It just means you can last. Uh, you can last for longer periods of time. Pause. Um, yeah. Buzz knows. But <laughs> I like the 79 miles an hour. That's holding my own as as an athlete. Like that's. You were a college pitcher. You couldn't clear 80. I know I couldn't clear 80. Buzz didn't pick, barely pick up a baseball in four years. Everyone well, maybe that. warm up that's a little not bit. Not that big of a deal. Four years. Yeah. yeah. It had only been four years because you quit. Yeah. Hey, Buzz, we don't need a whole re- relitigation of my baseball career. I inspire confidence in athletic feats featuring WIP, and I don't embarrass the WIP. Well, that's true. You did, you did the mal. That was pretty good. What, what about your pass out of bounds in the PAL game? So ah. we, we've been over that. We, the kid didn't fill to the corner. Okay. And you I'm wanted not, an eight-year-old to make a cut. I'm not one to blame an eight-year-old. But uh, the kid didn't know basketball. You said the pass was on the mark if he was where he was supposed to be. Well, run a fast break, right? Why are you stopping? Everyone knows you fill the corner. No, because what they do now is stop at the three-point line. I was giving him a three-point line in the corner. In the corner, though. What about just give it to him on the wing? The kind of gravity that I instill when I'm going down the basketball court. Right, you were they know too fast. They heard stop ball, stop ball, because this 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 bolt, this, this yeah. train is yeah, out of control. out of control coming. Yeah, and, and he knows when the defense collapses, you got to fill to the corner. Do you think that kid could even reach the rim from the corner? Not even close, Buzz. But that <laughs> what is he filling the corner for? Much like LeBron. I made the right basketball play, and I'll take that to my grave. What's next? And number one, the reason why Giglio's air ball wasn't at one is because Howard kicking a field goal in a cowboy jersey or the cowboy jacket at the vet is obviously number one. I mean, this oh, guy, booed, that, yes. yeah, that, that setback and getting booed, that setback, his fandom, you said 20 years for Giglio. I mean, still to this day. <laughs> well, it didn't say, well, his fandom, yeah, it, I will say it went away for a while there. I believe that me and Mark's. Brought one back of, the cowboy jacket video. One of, one of the feats that we accomplished in the afternoons is making sure Howard is held accountable properly for his Cowboys fandom. Because growing up, while not knowing about him being a Cowboys fan in the 90s, I would hear him say cockroach and, and rip these Cowboys fans. And I would think, man, this guy really hates the Cowboys. And through the work of this show, we have made sure that people are aware that at one point he was a Cowboys fan. And for that, I'm proud of it. Good work by you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was, I was waiting for the applause from the from the, the audience. Here yeah, you want a standing ovation down at Chickies yeah. for holding Howard accountable? You're exactly right. Because we're an accountability show. Uh, there it is, number one.
Howard Eskin, we're in the Cowboys. Speaking of being uh, held accountable, mm-hmm. I did have a moment during the A.J. Brown interview. Um, and I know we're getting ready to play it at 530. I had a moment during the A.J. Brown interview. I had a flash back to the breakfast club when Birdman came in. You know, Birdman came in, and he was like, <laughs> you know, they thought he was coming in pleasantly. You know what I'm talking about? I thought you were talking about the rapper. I am talking about the rapper Birdman. In Breakfast Club? The, not the movie oh, Breakfast not, Club. Okay, the not, the move, not the movie I Breakfast Club. I swear I can't talk to you about anything. You don't have any damn reference to anything pop culture-wise or hip-hop culture-wise. Now you? I know what you're talking about. Okay, you Charlemagne the God and, and DJ Envy, okay? Right. Angelina Yee used to be on there, okay? You <laughs> do you remember the Birdman interview now? Yes. When he came in and said, put some respect on my name. That's what it was? Yes. Yes. That's what it felt like. Yeah, he really did. (laughs) He really did. I'm talking to all three of y'all. Yeah, yeah. Put some respect on my name. And when you get to 530, uh, you'll hear. That's that's kind of the feeling AJK when he came in. Yeah. See? And I was trying to make sure I wasn't Charlemagne. What was I trying trying to be? You were Angela Yee. Don't know the reference. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that means killed it. Uh, this segment is sponsored by Guided Door and Windows. Take advantage of Guided Door and Windows. Big winter sale through February. Receive 40% off all windows and doors. Call 1-877-GO-GUIDE or visit goguida.com. Ike, well, the guy who uh, I would say had a hand in creating this mess and then dodging and getting out of town immediately and leaving everyone else to clean up the mess is Spike Eskin. What's happening, Spike? All right. Stop it. No, no, I'm not kidding. Stop with the dodging thing. For, for, because yes. no, I'm being serious here. Because yep, I'm, I'm, now, now I'm, a, I'm like I'm being serious. I know we're all laughing, but mm-hmm. just two serious things. First of all, everybody whining at me of the internet that I dodged AJ Brown. I, I, I don't work there full time yet. So just because AJ Brown decides he wants to call up at three o'clock one day, I can't just magically be at WIP. If AJ Brown would like to have a long conversation about everything that he's mad at, I'm happy to have a conversation with AJ Brown. I am appreciative of you. I still haven't even heard the friggin' interview uh, because I've been in meetings, but I appreciate you guys doing it. One thing I just wanted to clarify, because I didn't actually watch the clip that A.J. Brown had posted that he was mad about. Mm-hmm. I was talking about my father in that clip, not A.J. Brown. Like, when I said on the air, when, when, when I came on with you guys yesterday, there were two people I was talking about, A.J. Brown and my dad. Two people who had been critical of the Philadelphia media. Mm-hmm. My dad has been very critical of WIP hosts, which I have expressed to him, I think, is wrong on air and off air. What I said on air about my father is that he forgot where all of the stuff that he has came from. I said that all of the, the cars he has, his Rolexes, his house, all came from WIP. AJ thought, I, I did, again, I have not seen the clip but I think he thought I was talking about him. Clearly, A.J. Brown's money has come from playing football, not from WIP. Um, that said, I think A.J. Brown was wrong in what he said about WIP. I think A.J. Brown is responsible for the vacuum of information that people have filled in. And looking at the quotes, again, I haven't listened to the interview. I don't know, what did you guys think of it? Like, did he answer the questions that you asked him? Um... Yes and no. I, I think okay. he, he certainly had no problem talking about wanting to be an eagle and remaining being an eagle. Um, he addressed, when asked, uh, the Jalen Hurts question as to whether or not their relationship is fractured or anything of that nature. He just didn't go 
in depth with it. He actually said that he wasn't going to do that on the radio, but him and Jalen was fine and that the report or, or the rumor was some BS. So, And then I think A.J. had his own agenda where he wanted to address some things that he just didn't feel were fair um, as far as a, I don't know, how he, his personality is being categorized and, and sort of how he's being portrayed as selfish or as a diva. So I think he really wanted to address that and the fact that he believes we, the media, make up a lot of this stuff uh, and drive negativity and refer to as, as haters a few times as well. You know, I, I think one thing, it, it's really hard, I think, sometimes for both media fans, athletes, to, I said both, all three of them, to understand the perspective and why they say and do the things that they do. Like, I saw where AJ said that we're supposed to be pro-Philly, we should be pro, we should be supportive all the time. And our job as media is not to be supportive all the time. Like, we're not cheerleaders. That's not what we're here for. We're here to say what we say, see, and say what we think. That now, when things are going good, we are supportive because we're happy and because things are good, but the job of a fan is not to just be supportive when the team stinks, and the job of the media is not just to be supportive when the team stinks. I think one thing that sometimes athletes don't understand is that when they, let's say, just for math's sake, that A.J. Brown makes $17 million a, a year, right? He can play a game and play really poorly, and he still went home and made a million dollars that game. A fan who took a family of four to that game who watched the team stink is out $1,000, 12 hours of their time, and they go home miserable. So, like, that, that isn't to say that the game doesn't mean as much to a player as it does to a fan, but the difference is it's the job for a player, so there is still something if they don't succeed, whereas a fan is only in it to enjoy themselves, right? Like, the whole point of being a fan of a team is to have fun. So when you spend time and you spend money on a, on a team and you do not get a positive experience back, it's like going to a restaurant and getting a bad meal. And I, like, I think sometimes that, 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 that fans don't understand why, why athletes are not miserable after losing. It's because they have to go back the next day and do it again. And you can't just be miserable after every time you lose a game. I understand that. But I think sometimes players don't understand that, that this, is, this, is like, this is something that, that a fan is purchasing with not just their money, but their time, which is the most valuable thing in, a war in the world. For, for, a, a, you know, for somebody who has a family, uh, a man who has a wife and has kids and has a job and has you know, other responsibilities, their time is super valuable. So when they decide to spend it on three and a half hours of a football game and then maybe buy a T-shirt or maybe go to a game, they're, 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 buying, they're trying to buy joy and entertainment. And when they don't get it back, it feels like a ripoff. And, and you, you, you're upset about that. And it's natural to be upset. Just like if you bought a car and that car didn't perform, you would be mad. If you, bought a, if you went and got a meal at a restaurant, if you spent $500 on a dinner for two and it tasted like crap, you would be mad. And sometimes when, when a team ends the season the way that the Eagles end the season, you feel like, you spent a lot of money on a meal and it tasted like crap and you're pissed off and you want to talk to the chef and you want to tell your friends that the chef isn't any good. So I like, 
I understand why nobody can understand where everyone else is coming from, but it's very different. The experience of a bad football team is very different to a player than it is to a fan. Yeah, no, no, it is. And, and I even mentioned and, and at some point during the interview with AJ that, you know, being in a position I'm in, I've been on both sides of this thing, obviously not as a star player under the scrutiny that, you know, he may be under or quarterback quarterback may be under, but being an athlete in this town and, and being on a team where they wanted the coach fired and they wanted the quarterback run out of town, um, I've been on that side of it and this side. So I can see, at least I, for as far as I'm concerned, I think that's what Hugh brings to the table. I think that's what uh, Richie brings to the table. And we try to be balanced and fair with, this, with the situation as far as seeing it from, from how athletes or the players in this town can be offended, but at the same time understanding the job that the media has as well as how fans can be upset at times when, when athletes or teams aren't necessarily performing to expectation. Like it's, it's, it's a dance that really all three have to dance together, fans, media, and the players. For sure. And, and you know what? There's going to be a lot of times where the, like we're all going to have different motivations. Yep. Like it, boy, it's great when things are going awesome, right? Like when, when the Eagles win the Super Bowl and the fans are happy and the media is happy to cover the team and the team's happy because they won and the team makes more money because they're successful and the fans feel like they got their money's worth and have joy and they can like, I, 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 I didn't think I would ever be this person, but when, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, my grandfather on my mom's side, my pop-up Fred, was like the biggest Eagles fan I ever knew. And after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I, remember, I didn't think I would ever be this person. I went to the graveyard where he was buried and left like a, a, a Super Bowl uh, program at the gravesite. I cried at the gravesite. There's very few things in life that can bring that kind of joy that you don't have anything to do with, right? It's not raising a child. It's not, you know, it's not succeeding. It's the joy that, 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 uh, that the team can bring. But, and those moments are great, but most times those moments don't happen. Most times the team ends up failing, right? And most times we have to figure out what went wrong, not what, what, what went right. And when that happens, like, I, I, I think, like, I think it is fair for A.J. Brown to say, it is fair for an athlete to say, you guys need to give us more grace when we fail. I think, I think it is fair for him to suggest that. But I also think it's fair to say to A.J. Brown, you need to understand why everybody's so pissed off. Like, you need to understand that when, 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 you, when, you do, when the team doesn't perform and then you don't talk for four weeks and then you say that the players are not running the plays that the coaches are calling, that we're going to be like, well, what the hell is going on here, right? Like, all that does is, is sometimes frustrate people more. So I, I, unless everything's going perfect, the media and the fans and the players are not always going to be moving in the same direction. And they're not always going to be acting the way that, that you want them to act. And, and I think at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl every single year. The, uh, the media, even though they're not fans, like, let's not take us because we're a different kind of media. But the beat writers all want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Everything is better for them. You know, the, the, the TV people, the, we, we all want the Eagles to play well. The fans want the Eagles to play well. The Eagles want, to, want the Eagles to play well. It's easy when things are going well. It's when things aren't going well that it's hard. I understand why he's pissed off, but I still think he's wrong. Like, I think he is right in some things he says, but I think he is very wrong in other things that he says. Mm -hmm. um, and, I think we're, and I think to a certain extent, we're all looking for the answer 
maybe the players are looking for the same answer and what the hell happened this year. Yeah. No. No. And, and maybe we'll never know, Spike. I don't know. <laughs> but, but until the actual next calendar year changes as far as NFL season, which is March 13th, I believe, that's when the new season oh, begins. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we spend time talking about how the last season ended and, and what happened. And unfortunately this year, you know, it didn't end in the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. Like when last year ended in the Super Bowl loss, nobody was talking about getting rid of this guy or getting rid of that guy or what happened to the team. It, we accepted the loss. But when you lose six out of seven games to close out the season, eh, that's going to leave a lot of questions there for a lot of people. A hundred percent. And and you know what? Like nobody wants us to be talking about the Eagles now. The Eagles wish we would just drop it. But if we stop talking about the Eagles, I can promise you they won't like it. <laughs> like, like, you know, that, that's the sort of the, the push and the pull with Philly loving the Eagles the way that they love the Eagles is that it is February 23rd. The Eagles have not played a game in six weeks, seven weeks. And yep. every day, almost every day, the lead story is still the Eagles. That, yep. that is awesome in a lot of ways. And I can understand how it is frustrating at others. But it's how Philly is and it's how Philly is always going to be. So, um, so there's going to be another Eagles topic on Monday. Yep. Probably. <laughs> Probably, buddy. Probably. <laughs> All right, Spike, have a great weekend, and uh, right, we'll talk problem. to you soon. Appreciate it, brother. All right. All right, there he goes, Spike Gaskin. On the other side, if you missed the A.J. Brown interview, don't go anywhere. We, we will replay it in its fullness coming up next on the afternoon show. We are live at Chickies and Pete's. Nothing goes better with Philly basketball and hockey than Chickies and Pete's signature menu items, pregame, in-game, or postgame. Chickies and Pete's, the A.J. Brown interview, if you missed it, coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hey, Valentine's Day and February is when we celebrate our loved ones. Well, this year, the only gift I want is for my loved ones to get screened for cancer. That's my family at home here at WIP. And you know what? That also includes you, our listeners. Now, partner with the American Cancer Society to remind everyone to get screened. Too many people put off their screenings since COVID. And the best defense against cancer is to get screened and catch cancer early. Talk to your doctor about what screenings are right for you. Visit cancer.org slash get screened. It's your boy, Ike. You know I got nothing but love for you. Get screened. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.